You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, this is Ramban versus Rambam. We're going to try to develop the Ramban's shita as he reacts uh, to the Balhamor first. Um, and then we'll see uh, if we can see the Rambam in relation to that. Um, just to remind everyone about Esther, and because the Gemara proves that Farhesia means 10 Jews know about it. And the Gemara's question was, what about Esther? Esther was Farhesia. We saw the two answers, Esther Karka Olam Hoysa, that was one answer. Rava was Hanos Atzman Shine. Do these answers disagree with each other? Is, is there some, what is the point of conflict between the two? This is something which we can, we're going to discuss a little bit. Um, we explained that Karka Olam, this term, was a term that um, is, is somewhat vague. There are a, a number of ways to understand it. We talked about that last week. Um, the different ways of understanding it will influence, of course, in what sort of situation do we say that a woman should save her life and be involved in the sexual act? What does that mean, Karka Olam? We'll talk about that a little bit more as well. Does it mean pure passivity, or does it mean in general, since the point of the sexual act is from the man's, what the man is accomplishing, it doesn't mean that she's frigid, or doesn't mean that she doesn't do anything, but it it's inherently karka olam. Uh, that was what the two possibilities, and there might be even more as far as that goes. The Ramban is going to suggest a third possibility we'll see tonight. Rav said hanos atzman shine, that where, and this has to do, of course, with Achashverosh, where what was primary, even though it was well known, and even though everybody knew Esther was a Jewist, I don't know why Achashverosh didn't know, we talked about that last week, and why the people didn't know, but even though Jews knew that she was involved with Achashverosh, a non-Jew, the overriding idea was Hanos Atzma. Okay. Meaning that we discount the fact that it was public. We discount that and we say it's, it's Ahasuerus wanting his pleasure. Now, we're going to review the Balamor in a minute, but this is the, a, a great point of contention between the Rishonim. We're going to see that a little bit later also how far we take this idea of Hanos Atzman. Okay. Rava proves this principle by what was common practice. Let's review that, if you don't mind. Rashi says that these were these uh, censure fans or these these um, types of uh, little uh, stoves that had fire in them um, that people would use to like gather around. And there, Rashi says that there was a day that um, the authorities in Persia, the Neo-Sassanans, the somewhat like the descendants of the Zoroastrians would um, 
demand from all the Babylonian Jews that they give up their fire pans, they give up these these little little ovens that they had, and they would be transported to the base Nura, this house of fire, and on it was on a special Zoroastrian sort of holiday that the Jews' contribution would be recognized, I guess, and they would be used. Why do we? Why don't we put up a fight about this? Rabbi says, why don't we try to stop this? Everybody knows that when the non-Jews come around, we give that to them. It must be Hanos Atzman Shining. Now, um, was this an act of Avodah That's also going to be a point of contention between the Ramban and the Balamor, as we're going to see uh, tonight. Um, the Gemara then says, Rava. Uh, is consistent as the Rava Latime because Rava um, was ruling in a situation where there was some tin horn uh, fellow who uh, had decided to make a case out of Jews and in front of 10 Jews, as Rashi points out, was trying to get some Jew to uh, mow his lawn, to uh, rip the Asfasta on Shabbos to rip up the the, the grasses that were uh, and, and to, to pick them to be over Tolesh or Kotzer. So the Gemara says, Rav said, it really depends. The non-Jew says, "I'll kill you, Jew, if you don't do it." So Rav Paskent, what is it that he says to you? If he says to you to throw it into the river, so then. Obviously, he's just trying to make a point. If he wants you to feed his animals, you're allowed to do it, even though it's in front of 10 Jews. So it doesn't become a situation of Kiddush Hashem when you have Hanos Atzman. Okay, that's as far as we learned last week in the Gemara. Before we get to the Balmor and the Ramban, I'd like to just do one other piece of Gemara because um, both the Ramban and the Balmor and the Raivad, as we're going to see, make use of the next two pieces of Gemara. So let's read it all together. Uh, and then we're going to... Meravami Benoyach That was the question. We've been talking about Jews elevating themselves for that great moment of Kiddush Hashem, dying when necessary because there's 10 people, because it's a Shas Hashmad. Does a non-Jew in his mitzvos have this responsibility. That's what they asked from Rabbi Ami. So Abayah said, well, I'll bring a raya from a brisa. The brisa lists the seven mitzvahs. Kiddush Hashem is not one of them. Avram Menachai, Gilei Arayus, yes. Gezel, yes. Dinim, yes. Cursing God, yes. But Kiddush Hashem is not there. Kiddush Hashem should be an eighth mitzvah. We never hear in literature, we never hear in our tradition, we don't have any record of there being any more than seven. Case closed. Rav has said, however, that Kiddush Hashem is not a separate mitzvah. Inhu v'kol abizrayu. Very important answer. 
And that's one of the reasons why I want to do this Gemara with you. This term, Abzrayhu, is a, is a term that translates as what's ever connected to them, even though it's not exactly the Avera. Not sure exactly, you know, again, we could probably look in, 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 in some of the dictionaries to see what the Shorish of this word is, Abizrayu, Abizrayuhu. Um, and again, uh, I, I, you could probably, we could stop and, and check it out, what the Shorish of that word is. But in context, what Rav is saying is that things that are connected to these mitzvos, meaning aspects, situations, when they change, when you are forced to do it in front of uh, a tzibur, it's not a separate mitzvah. Let me explain it better. The same way we would say that Gili Arayas has a number of things which can be considered Gili Arayas on some level, although they aren't exactly Gili Arayas, but it's on the way, it's connected to it. In the same way, an act is different depending on the context. There are gradations in these Averos, and there's also situations where these Averos, if they're done publicly, it's that Avera. Meaning, it's not that you have the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, you have the mitzvah of not stealing. You have the mitzvah of Gili Arayus. Kiddush Hashem is not a separate mitzvah, but it's actually the pinnacle of that mitzvah itself. Every mitzvah can reach Kiddush Hashem if necessary. All of our mitzvahs can become vehicles of Kiddush Hashem, even things which aren't exactly mitzvahs. So Kiddush Hashem is really, in a way, every mitzvah has its Kiddush Hashem moment. Just like every mitzvah in Avera has part, fractions of that Avera, right? things which are not the pure Avera but are on the way, we also have that Avera becoming something much bigger than the violation of a specific love where you should live instead of <laughs> you should live despite violating it. But in certain situations, that Avera demands that you die. And that's when it's done in a public fashion. But it's you don't die because of the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. You're dying because when an Avera becomes something that is so public, in front of 10 people, and then of Arhesia, and it might be 10 Jews, or again, this is another question, doesn't mean 10 non-Jews. But Rav is saying that don't you can't bring proof from the fact that it's not in a list. It could actually be in the list because Kiddush Hashem is really an extension, is the organic extension of all the mitzvahs that we have. Every mitzvah that we have is an opportunity of Kiddush Hashem. As Rav Shach used to say, you could live Kiddush Hashem and that's really maybe sometimes even harder than dying a Kiddush Hashem. But the same way every mitzvah you can say can be lived as a Kiddush Hashem, every mitzvah and Avera can also lead to your death, possibly, if it's done, if, if it's being forced upon you. And that is an act of Kiddush Hashem, which is really inherent in every mitzvah itself. That's, that's, that is what Rava means when he says, Inu Therefore, Rava seems to, uh, based on, if, that, if I'm correct in that reading, 
Rava would say that a non-Jew in any of his mitzvahs, Avram and Achai, whatever it is, uh, he would have to give up his life. Because, yeah. Now, now even though it says, V'niktashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, v'osachal l'shem kodshi, the Rishonim say we might be talking about a non-Jew doing it in front of Jews, which is quite, <laughs> sounds somewhat absurd, but uh, you could learn the Gemara that way. Um, or it could be, you know, once we, we see that this is the logic for us, it applies to their mitzvahs as well. Every mitzvah, everything that's commanded from God has to have a moment where you need to show fealty to the commander. And you show fealty to the commander even if it means you giving up your life. Because that is that mo- that is what God demands. That is what the mitzvah demands. So that is past that is what Rav is saying to uh, to Abaya. Again, the mach- fundamental machloka seems to be is Kiddush Hashem a separate mitzvah or is every mitzvah inherently can lead to Kiddush Hashem? And Kiddush Hashem is really an outgrowth that every mitzvah has. That seems to be the machlokas of Ayyavarova. And therefore, for some reason, the Gemara says, my Havialah. Now, usually when you have my Havialah in a Gemara, it's because there's probably some practical difference. Um, here, I assume, you know, again, we want to know. It's an interesting question. Obviously, non-Jews are not so involved in learning the Gemara, or maybe not learning the Gemara at all. Still, the Gemara wants to know what, so tell me, Apsak, my Havialah. What should it be? Each point, each, 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 each Amora makes a strong point. How do we paskin? Amravada Barava, Amri Beirav. In the yeshiva, or in the yeshiva of Rav, what does the, the Pasik say? Now, this is a very fascinating thing in Malochim days, where you know, Naman was a Sartsevo. Um, I think he was from Aram, right? Uh, was he from Aram, uh, Naman? I'm forgetting right now. But uh, somebody who knows Tanakh here will, will know it better than I. But um, uh, Naaman um, was told about Elisha. He was told Elisha could cure his tzaras. Um, he had again. It was a. It was quite terrible for him. He felt he needed, but he would do whatever it takes. And although he was originally incredulous that Elisha's uh, what Elisha told him to go to the Yarden and Bitovel seven times would cure his taras, he did it. And he saw that he was cured and he was even better than before. And he was committed at that point to give up serving any other God except the God of Israel. In other words, to keep Sheva Mitzvos or to, 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 to be Makabel, not to do Avodah Zarah for sure. And uh, like any good Balchuva, he had some interesting questions for Elisha. He said, um, okay, I w- from this point on, you've won me over, Elisha, and, and I'm going to do whatever. I'm not going to become a Jew, but I'm going to follow the God of Israel. I'm going to follow what he demands humanity does. I'm going to give up a Vodazar, but I still have a job. And unfortunately, I still work for the king. And when he goes to Beit Rimon, he's going to go there to bow down. And he's old. We go down to where the idol is, to where the icon is, and he's leaning on me. And I have to bow down together with him. 
there's a whole, maybe there's Jews there, maybe there's it's Barabim, people know about it. And like I'm doing Avodazara sort of, right? I'm bowing down. And, 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 and I'm, is that okay? Viomerlo, and Elisha said to him, don't worry, you can do it. Vimisa, and if it's true that there's a mitzvah Kiddush Hashem, why didn't Elisha tell him, hey, no, that you have to stop. No, again, if you really want to, it must be, therefore, that even though a, uh, a, a, a non-Jew is Musar in Avedis Kochovim, but he's not Musar like we are. We have the mitzvah of Avas Hashem, which we said last week from Kriyashma. A non-Jew doesn't have the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. That's how we know that you give up your life not to do an act of Avodah Zorah from the Pasuk of Avdas Hashem Alekecho. A non-Jew doesn't have that mitzvah. So a non-Jew doesn't have that mitzvah. So, therefore, there is no, he doesn't have to give up his life for Avodah Zorah, and I guess he doesn't have the idea of Kiddush Hashem either. So the Gemara says, well, it's not a proof. Why? In other words, that really was Tzino, the way Rashi explains the Gemara. There weren't, even though, and this is what I was telling you before about what would be considered, it sounds like there aren't, Rashi says there weren't any 10 Jews there. So technically, there's no Kiddush Hashem for the non-Jew. And again, it's a little bit strange, but that's what the Gemara's answer is. That that we really the reason why Elisha told him that he could bow down is be, and, and along with his king is because it's not Barabim. If it would be Befarhesia, Elisha would not have told him that. So really, the Pusik in Malachim does not prove Abaya or Rava. We thought it seems to prove. Uh, it seems to prove Habaya, because it seems to show that a non-Jew doesn't have a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. The Gemara says, no, there's no proof. Then the Gemara says, and Amr of Yudam Arav, Maisa Barmechad, Shnosanena Bishachas, Vehelo Libo Etino. Okay. Ubo Sholer Oifim. So here you have a person, again, the, if you look in the Shiltais, the Shiltais has a, a, a much fuller version of this story. Uh, and um, Clearly, it was a, a, a love sickness of the greatest degree, um, to the point that the doctors somehow determined, and these were not just quacks, that that this has gotten in his mind to a point that uh, this person needs to have relations with this woman. The Chachamim said, no, we heard what the doctors are saying. We don't deny that the man is going to die if he doesn't uh, uh, get the pleasure that he, that his brain is telling them he needs. It's gotten to a point that he's he's sick to death in love, in lust. Yomus. No. The man has to die. For some reason, the doctors then huddled together and said, hmm, maybe we could maybe still save him as long he doesn't really need to have sexual contact with her, he just needs to see her unclothed. Tamad Lafon of Aruma. Once again, the, the Rabbanan answered, Yom Lafon of Aruma. Okay. 
It seems that the, the, the doctors are saying, look, uh, maybe we could still save his life if he could at least talk dirty to her or say something to her. Seemingly, that's what we're talking about. I don't think it was just, you know, hi. Yomus, the Lotusaprimochuregeder. So even though all there was was talk, she would do nothing. We aren't going to uh, allow it. Hmm. Pligi be Rabbi Yaakov Baridi ver Shmuel Barnachmeni. Chadamar eishas ishoisa. Chadamar penuyahoisa. Who was this woman, and what was the problem? Now, the uh, one opinion is is that she was an eishas ish. She was a, a real erva to this man. So Mar says, yes, we understand. Shop here. Okay. Now, this is something that we're going to see in the Balamor. Shopper uh, means we understand fully what the Gemara says. We understand everything the Gemara says, even not allowing talking oh, talking behind the fence. That's also usher with an Ashes Ish, even though it would mean the death of the person. We understand it. If you say that she was basically a, a, a Jewish woman who was single, there was no Kedushan yet. Um, it's not an erva that you die for. And again, a one-night stand might be a Kedusha, someone that you have relations with and you don't plan on marrying. It might cause the girl to be considered like a, a, a harlot or a Kedusha. But it shouldn't, should it be so bad to the point that we're going to let a person die? Rav Papa Omar, Mishum Pagam Mishpacha. Rav Papa said, yeah. Because even though what was, even though what was, there was someone who was going to die on this basis, there would be embarrassment that this family would have forever uh, from the fact that their child and that woman would have to carry the weight to the fact that she was this person that 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 someone was so erotically connected to and that she had to go through with it to save his life so i guess to say to spare this pagam we were willing to say that uh again there would be no right i guess uh, for the person to say well i need to live this is very interesting because remember the person is going to die if this doesn't happen ravacha braid ravika says it was a takana that when this story occurred, the rabbis went out of their way to say, look, if we allow this, then there's a slippery slope. There's a slippery slope here. And that slope is that if we allow this, then this story becomes famous. Everybody knows, hmm, what happened here? And there'll be more stories like it. So, it's worthwhile to let this person die. Again, it's sad that this person has gotten himself sick up at this point, but we can't allow it even to the point of just talking behind the fence. The Gemara says, hmm, if she was single, why can't we have tried to convince her to just marry the guy? She's going to save his life. So it isn't something that's dirty. You know, again, he loves her. Make a chuppah, kedushin, kedushin a chuppah, and they can live together. So the Gemara answers <laughs> an incredible uh, 
I guess, a, a psychological truth that maybe uh, uh, the, the Western society bears out, that that wouldn't have worked. He would have not have been satisfied. Rabbi Yitzchok, the Amorah said, "Miyom shachara beis amikdosh, nitla tam bia, v'nitna lo ivrei Again, this is not this is beyond the scope of what we're learning about, but this is a very interesting phraseology the Gemara uses. That from the destruction of the beis amikdosh, things changed. That before the beis amikdosh got destroyed, normal relationships between husband and wives that was the norm that's what satisfied people that's what something that a person didn't need any more than that normative nuclear families that's all but once the Besamitish was destroyed that tom that desire that satisfaction it didn't rest in a normal uh type of relationship, a halachic relationship. It, it only comes if there's some element of risk and sin in it. It has to have that. That's what you want. As we know. It's only the stole it's only the Mayim Ganuvim that are sweet. Rashi says Lechem is a euphemism for, as we see from Yosef Atzadik that Lechem is a euphemism. Okay, so that's that. That's it's it's the it's that it's that that you know grimy aspect that 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 aspect that has that puerile aspect to it. That's the one that people like, and that's what this that's what got this guy mentally obsessed, and therefore that was the only aid. So that's the end of the Gemara. That's the end of the parak actually. All right. So all we did so far was review a little bit the Gemara, and we added these two points. Those of you that read Bob's synopsis, uh, I apologize. I'm just going to go over it just one more time. Uh, the Balamor's basic chidushim uh, uh, here are the following. Number one, that if you have Hanos Atzman, remember the Gemara said Hanos Atzman, Ravas, that is an answer that answers everything. Meaning, once you have Hanos Atzman, then even Gili Arayas Shvichas and Aveda Zara, it would seem logically are no longer situations of Kiddush Hashem, even though it's a Shas Hashmad, meaning the reality, the facts on the ground of what that person wants and that it's for his desire is the primary way we are looking at the situation. Despite the fact that it's a, there are 10 people that know about it, despite the fact that it's, even it's a Shas Hashmad, Hanos Atzman will always be Matir. It's Matir, and it's Matir even the big three. Rabbi Kivalevich. All the other Averus, other than the big three. Okay? Do them. Don't die. V'chai Behem is primal. Even though he, in his, you know, you know, I guess, sadistic mind, feels, oh, I'm going to make the Jew give up. But it's 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 Betzino. He's the only one there, so you know what he wants. 
but you don't have to die. If it's Shas Hashmad, even Bitsina, you have to die. But for Hesia, even though it's not Shalom Shas Hashmad. But Kulhu, all of these, meaning every the big three and every other Avera, are predicated on the fact that the non-Jew wants to cause you to sin because you're a Jew. If you see from the reality around you that he just wants his own pleasure, lo shnohochi, the lo shnohochi, whether it's all other Averas or the big three, that's what he means here, shari, you are allowed and seemingly you, you should not give up your life as we're going to talk about and the proof is Esther, because Esther was Gilearius. This is the Balamor's assumption right now. The Gemara calls it Farhesia as well. And still, what Esther did was allowed because, as the Gemara said, Achashverosh acts for out of his own Hanor. Now, the Balamor then has to prove, as we said, how does he know Esther is Gilearius? The Gemara just says Esther is Farhesia. So then he quotes the Gemara in Megillah, although that Gemara is not quoted in Sanhedrin, the Pusik of Lokha Mordechai Lavas. Lavas is Lavias. Okay. Another proof he has is from the case of those Kvaki Vidaminiki, those fire ovens. That was a base of Odizara that they were giving it to, the Balamor says. So, we see that because the non-Jews were enjoying it, because they got warm from it, they were allowed to do it, even though it was like a Shas Hashmad. He seems to assume that, that it wasn't just Jews contribute. There was also pressure for the Jews to join the Zoroastrians in a way. But somehow, that action of, of, of donation because it was seen, although it was part of an Avodah project, since that specific part of it was basically to provide heat and to just be warm, not to necessarily serve the fire god, because I guess they had their own fire for that. So they, the Gemara presumes that since we know that's why the reason they're doing that, they might dress it up as if it's Avodah But really, that's a proof that Hanos Atzman works even for Avodah Zarah. And therefore, the, the, the Balamor uh, is able to come up with an incredible Kiddush, and that is the fact that every, all, even, all Arias would be, there would be no Yarag Val Yavor, even for a man, if it is a, uh, the person involved is doing it for their own. We talked last week about the Amazon. So, why? Because even though clearly, you know, the man is involved in an act, he has to get aroused, he has to become involved with her, but he's only doing it because she wants it. And that would be even if this woman is somehow the queen and she's doing it in front of uh, of the non-Jews, she's doing it in front of a number of non-Jews, a number of Jews, or it's a Shas Hashmad. Hanos Atzman uh, is 
uh, it, it means not that it's mutter, but that human life now takes priority because it's Hanos Atzman. It doesn't become Kiddush Hashem. In other words, the idea of Vachai, the idea of Vachai Bem asserts itself again. It doesn't become, according to the Baal Amor, let's talk, say it again, it doesn't become a referendum on your love of God. Because once the non-Jew, whoever it is, is after his own pleasure, that colors everything about the situation. And therefore, um, uh, that is what we are, uh, that is how we see the situation. We see it as a, um, we see it as this man's desire. Even if it's something like Gilead Arias, which normally you would have to die for. Um, then the Balmor does a little bit of a, a, of a left turn. He says, you know, I talked about the fires, those fire things, but if it's pure Avodah I don't really know a way that it could be Hanos Atzmo. Um, because I can't think of how it could work. So if it's really Avodah itself, it isn't this sort of like, uh, you know, sort of this, this, this step before, like this part of the process, but if it's pure Avodah like bowing down and stuff like that, slaughtering and, 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 and sprinkling and burning to that God, I don't see how you can even conceive of it being Hanos Atzmo. Look at the language of the Baal Amor. Let's read it again. I, I can't think of a way that it could really be Hanos Atzmo. I can't think of a way that it could become Hanos Atzmo. It seems to be so connected to, um, to, to just the idea of serving that God. I mean, obviously, the, whoever's doing it is happy that, it's, that, that he's able to control me, but it doesn't accrue to physical benefit there's a psychological benefit perhaps i'm happy that that i got you to to be to to do this act so i don't see it working so therefore i practically avodah this heter doesn't apply and the truth is when it comes to shvi chastamim also even though as we said last week there's going to be situations where clearly the non-jew wants the the uh the 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 non-jew wants the jew to kill this guy and he's so happy about it but it, that, since it's based on this inherent human logic, there's no way it could be mutter, even though it's colored by this evil person's desire. Because that svara of my chazis, or my chazia, as the Balamor says, that is true no matter what. And, 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 and that svara is so strong that you can't take another person's life actively. It doesn't make a difference if the reason why it's being done is because the person's getting great pleasure from it. So, Basically, the only hector that we have here is for Gilead Arias. Okay. That's one. Now, the second Chiddush of the Balamor was, just to review, is that why the Gemara didn't say flat out that Esther was Gilead Arias says that Nivelas Hanos Atzman Hanos Atzman means willfully. So as we said last week, a, not, a Jewish woman, married though she might be, has an affair willingly 
with a non-Jewish man, it's wrong, but there is no death penalty for that. Even if she's married. And as Bob pointed out, so you point out very well, Bob, in your synopsis, uh, like you quoted the Pusik, the Timus Aishas Reyehu, that doesn't apply here. As I said last week, that is a chidush that the Balamor basically creates because of this question. And it has obviously very strong ramifications. No one, the Balamor is not sanctioning living with a non uh, a Jewish woman having an affair with a non-Jewish man. What she's what he's saying is it's definitely an Avera. Um, it might, but it's not an it's not from the Arias that you have to die for. It's not considered there's no Yargval Yavor. It's there's no Misas Bezdin or Kares for it. So that is the uh the the two Chidushim of the Balamor. Okay. Uh, let's spend now the, what we, the time we have remaining. Let's spend it now that basically on the uh, on the Ramban. I have to tell you that the Ramban wrote it. Here's the Ramban. This is Ramban. So let's let's do some Ramban. The first thing I want to uh, question the Balamor is a question which the Raiva does not ask. From the story of Rav Kahana. The Gemara says that Rav Kahana, at the end of the first parak of Kedushan, there was a certain matronisa, there was a certain matron, a certain powerful woman who wanted to have relations with him. And she seemed to have the power of the police, the power of the, the army, and she could have killed him. So what did Rav Kana do? Sola Igra, he went up to the roof, and he, he, he threw himself off the roof, he was saved, but he was willing, Alpines, he was saved, but he was he didn't know that he thought he was going to die he was going to kill himself in order not to submit to her the Gemara says by Ratzadok he was similarly propositioned and in front of this woman that wanted him this powerful woman that wanted him he went into a uh, oven and he said I can't do this somebody that does this type of action deserves to burn this is what it's like and he was willing to to sort of show her that he is willing to die and not to submit to her. So what is the Ramban's proof? If the Balamor is right, that Hanos Atzman is allowed, even if you want to say this was some sort of shmad, you want to say it was in front of a bunch of Jews, clearly she wanted him. And therefore, these men, look what these men were willing to do. These men were willing to kill themselves. Now, the Ramban now uh, deals with a very important point. Because there's an answer that the Balamor could say to these cases. That the, the Gemara is saying, strictly, Esther and others did not have to give up their lives. But we know great men like Rav Tzodok and Rav Kahana could choose to do such a thing. 
they could choose to die rather than give up their, than, than do this Avera. And that would mean, we know, that this was a fault line between the Sephardic Rishonim and the Ashkenazi Rishonim. Unfortunately, it was a fault line that was based on a reality. Whether one whether could submit to death when they did not have to. Is someone allowed, when they don't really have to die, to at least make a statement and to try to show that they are going to be makadish and to be machmir and give up their life even though they don't have to? The Rambam says if a person does this, he's mischayev benavshah. The Rambam says a person who gives up his life when he doesn't have to, is a, is a person who's committed suicide. The Ramban here is going to side uh, with the Rambam, as you're going to see. He says, You can't say, since they were great men, they were great Amaroyim, they had the right to give up their lives. That mitzvahs were to die for, if you want to. And that you have the right to make a Kiddush Hashem. Meaning, you're not mechuyev to do Kiddush Hashem, but any time you do it, it becomes a Kiddush Hashem. You are a great martyr. And what you did, again, you don't have to, but when you do it, you are applauded for it. He says, no. A person would not have killed himself. It must be that, they, it must be that the din was that they have to submit to death. Now, let, let's explain this now. In the Ramban's way of thinking, and this is Rav and Wasserman and others make this point about the Ramban. The Ramban is comfortable, and it's, the Gemara and Gittin seems to show that this is the case, about the, the young children that threw themselves into the ocean. If the, if the Avera demands you to give up your life, meaning you will be killed by these people passively because you are not submitting, since you're not doing the Aveira, they're just going to stab you or beat you or club you to death, you have the right to kill yourself because you're going to die because you know you're not submitting. That the Ramban is okay with. The Ramban, and, and as you can see from the Gemara and Gittin, of those young uh, boys and girls who knew they were going to use the sexual toys and threw themselves into the ocean to die. Again, Masada also is somewhat the same, but there's some differences in Masada, which, again, I want to go into now. But the Ramban is saying that if you say that Rav Kahan and Rav Tzadok would have had to die and not to submit to these women, so it makes sense that they were ready to do acts of killing themselves beforehand. Perhaps in some ways, just like the Gemara praises those Hasidim, those young children, because they died nobly. They didn't have a, a death where the, the person was making fun of them or, or like Shola Melech, so to speak, that to die without being Mivuza, since death was going to happen anyway, and death is what should happen. Okay, that would be all right. But if, if it wouldn't be the din that you would have to die, then they would have no right to try to kill themselves. The Pasuk says in Parshas Noach, As aches dimchem seichem edrosh. seichem edrosh es dimchem. Meaning, from your own souls, like the Rambam says. <laughs> okay, you killed yourself. But you know what? 
your nefesh is going to pay the price. Your, your undying soul will somehow be held accountable for the blood, your own blood that you spilled. Now, what about all Chachme Yisroel? The Ramban says. What about the fact that, that there were so many, throughout our history, throughout Tanah, throughout Chazal, we have, and throughout the, the high Middle Ages and Middle Ages and the Ramban's time, people giving up their lives, Akadusha Hashem, the Malchus. That's Bishas Agzeira or Farhesya, where no matter what the mitzvah is, that's what you have to do. Um, the Yershalmi, uh, the Ramban says, says that Rav Abba was, was, uh, uh, was a chayat. Rav Abba was a, a tailor by a certain, uh, a certain non-Jew. And the non-Jew tested him. The non-Jew said to him, uh, Rav Abba, I want you to eat a nevela, the Yershalmi says. And Rav Abba was very strong-willed, and he said, no. He said, I'm going to die rather than eating it. And the non-Jew said to him, you know, I'm happy you answered that. Because if you would have eaten it, I would have killed you. Even though I said I'll kill you if you don't eat it, it's actually the opposite, the non-Jew said to him. Because I want you to be a Jew, not a non-Jew. So the Gemara says that Rav Abba, although I guess he, he, he's praiseworthy for his fortitude, he was wrong halakhically. If Rav Abba had heard what the Rabbanan said, they would have told him, eat the Nevela. If there's a threat of death, you eat it. Havi Ozalei, he would have gone to the table and he would have eaten the Nevela. So you see, the Gemara says that even all these great men, and again, Abba, Kana, Rav Tzodok, none of them, is, it's ever implied, the Ramban said, should die when they don't have to. And to give up your life when you don't have to give up your life is, 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 is suicide. Now, um, skipping the other proof that he brings. There's no such thing as giving up your life. And the Ramban connects this to another case where your life is in danger. Okay, I have heard, and, and the Ramban, if you're Medayik in the Ramban, the Ramban knows there is a tradition from the Baliatosvos of people who gave up their lives when they didn't have to. Um, but one thing he hasn't ever heard anywhere, even in the Middle Ages, a midas chasidus for a chola. When you have a chola who is ill, and the way to cure him is to be machal Shabbos, again, a question of life or death, I have never heard, ever said, that a tzaddik can die in order not to be Machal Shabbos. Uh, some of you might remember we spoke about the famous Psak, the famous uh, uh, the Riva, who refused to eat on Yom Kippur because he felt that he wanted to die Noki. Um, and we talked about how troubling that Psak was. And we mentioned, you know, was, did he think he was going to die anyway? Um, and, and the idea of fasting and dying, like he wanted to die uh, Tahara, 
And we talk about how troubling that psaac was and that people don't have a right. Ill people don't have a right to say, I don't want to have Chil Shabbos done for me. And that's what the Ramban says. HaMazar is Meshubach. V'amonei ha'atzma mischayev b'nafsho. If a person, uh, uh, you, you are supposed to be as, 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 as you're supposed to be as, as uh, with a great alacrity as possible. You have to be involved in saving someone's life as quick as possible. And if someone denies himself medical treatment, he's considered, again, a person who's guilty of self-immolation. So, therefore, the Ramban goes to his point. You see from Rav Kana that in the case of the Balamor's situation, the Amazon that forces herself on you, you should die for it. The same way Rav Kana was willing to throw himself off the uh, off the roof. Okay. In fact, the 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 the, the, Balam, the Ramban asks the story about the Ashish. Remember, and this is the part I, I want to end with. The part of the Ashish. Remember, uh, the man who who became lovesick. Now, we say that it was Gili Arias and it was Osir. Think about it. This is going to take a couple of minutes to explain. That fellow, although he was sick in his head, was he needed the pleasure of the sexual contact to cure him. And it was still Osir. So what do you see? That even though there is the death of a person. And it's not because he wants the Avera to happen. It's because he needs the pleasure. And there's a human death involved. It's still us or for the woman to be involved in it. And therefore, the Ramban feels it's similar to the Amazon. The Amazon wants her pleasure. The man has to die for it. He, says he maybe has a right to throw himself off the roof. But he definitely has to submit to the guards killing him and not getting involved with the Amazon. The Ramban's proof is from the case of the woman, uh, of the man, the lovesick man. Now, maybe you want to say, the Ramban says, shiny hosam deleka unsilisis. Wait, 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 the Ramban says. Who's the one who's being forced there? It's, 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 it's the lovesick man. The woman who, you, who is being asked to get undressed or actually do uh, the Avera with him, there's nothing about her dying. And maybe because of that, that's the reason why, even though what's involved here is the man's pleasure, we don't allow her to get to, to be involved with him. The Avagab de Iwanis, Iwanise. Yes, he will die, but she won't. So there's no threat to her. In other words, where the threat is to the person themselves and the person forcing them wants their own jollies. So then that person has a right, the the victim has a right to submit because what's seen here, the overriding scenario is the other person's desire. Whereas in this case, the one who has the threat of death is the person who is the one who's getting the hana. Ramban says that's that is not a, a, an accurate. It's true. It's a difference, but it's not a substantial difference. The kiven de ihu onis unse de gufe. Since 
he is in a situation where he will come in. It's a situation where he will die. If you will say that when a human life is at stake, and if the overriding principle is someone's desire needs to be filled, and yet and there's a human life involved, and we don't want a, a person to die, when the overarching uh, aspect of what's going on here is somebody's pleasure, the Rabbanan would have allowed it. The Rabbanan wouldn't have ruled against this if she was an Asian Ish. The Rabbanan would have allowed it. Habishari Rabbanan. And the proof is, every single time someone is ill, we tell other people who aren't in danger to be Machal Shabbos for them. Now, the doctor is not an onus. The doctor is not going to die. The Machal ain't an onus. Because there's a human life. It doesn't make a difference which life it is. There's a Jewish life that will die. And this, the fellow who has this disease, this love disease, is going to die. If the Balamor is right, we should allow, they should have allowed that uh, relationship to happen. Because there was a life involved, the Chai Behem should have kicked in. Even though there was Gili Arias, perhaps for the woman, to get involved with him and do actions, but that should have been allowed because it's Hanos Atzman. It really isn't an act to try to get her to go against Judaism or go against the law or go against this specific law. And the Balamor himself quoted this Gemara before. So you see, and, and, and the Balamor talked about this Gemara, about her getting undressed in front of him, which is her action. And the Balamor said clearly that Yomais al Yavor, let him die, she shouldn't be over. You see, it was an onus gomer for both of them. So what's cons- if, you are in- if you are interconnected with someone who's going to die, then there's the threat of human life, your life or their life, it doesn't make a difference. So there's an onus involved, and she should have been allowed to violate it. So you see from here, the Ramban says, that the Gimel Averis Asuras Lahanos Atzman. These Averis do not have the heter of Anos Atzman ever. And if we just finish off here with Esther, because Esther we see Hanos Atzman is a heter. So when it comes to Hanos Atzman, the Ramban has a little bit of a different answer. And Esther was not Gili Arayus. The Ramban, the Balamor said it wasn't Gili Arayus possibly because um, he was a non-Jew. And uh, even a married woman can live with a non-Jew. That was what, uh, the, that is what the uh, Balamor said. The Ramban says that Esther, we can assume, was basically a, a penuya. We don't have to assume that that Gemara was true, that she was married to Mordechai. The fact that she was involved with Achashverosh is not called Gili Arias. Why? 
because a non-Jewish girl, not a married girl, but a non-Jewish girl living with a, a, Jew, a non-Jewish man is not one of the things that a person has to die for. Um, even though it's true, there's something called Kanoyan Poganbo, where if a, by Pinchas, by, by Zimri, by Zimri and uh, lives that Yisrael Bo Anochris is called Gilei Arayus of Kanoyan Poganbo, that's only when it's the man and a non-Jewish woman. But a Jewish woman from a non-Jew, you have no right to stop them. In other words, if a Zimri, if a Pinchas would see a, uh, if a, if, if a Pinchas would see a, uh, a, a, an act of Kanoyas, a Pinchas would see uh, a non-Jewish, uh, a Jewish woman having relations with a man, he would have no right to throw a spear. It's only because it's a, a, uh, a, a, a Jewish man with a non-Jewish woman. And therefore, an act of znus between a Jew, a, a Jewish woman and a non-Jew, it's not Kanoyim Pognabo, it's znus. Where does it say you can't be mezana, a, 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 a pnuya can't be mezana with a goy? Znus is only the basin of Shem. There's no pusik in the Torah that says that a zona is oser. Now, Achashverosh was a mezana. What do you think he was doing? It wasn't a beauty contest. He was makabat zakoa boil. Now, you want to say that he married her and there's an Isrelosis chatein bomb? There's no such thing as a marriage, Baones. You could say you're married, but there's a gun to your head. You have not violated the Isra. Chasnus means willfully wanting to join that other family. Now, even if you want to say she was over Losis chatein bomb, again, that's not one of, that's not Gilearias. It's possible, uh, again, it's possible a a willful marriage to a non-Jew. It's not Kanoyim Poganbo. It's considered Chasnus, but that's all. But it's not Gilearias. And the reason is, is because when you have relations with a non-Jewish woman, that woman could get pregnant from you and you have you have strengthened the non-Jewish world. There's now going to be another human being from your loins that's going to live in the Avodah world. But where it's the opposite, where a Jewish woman decides to have, a single woman decides to have a relationship with a non-Jew, her, preg- her impregnation leads to a kosher child. And therefore, the halach of Kanoyim Poganbo doesn't logically follow. Even though we have a tradition, a Kabbalah, that what, 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 what Pinchas did was halachically demanded, it's only in that case, not in a case had it been reversed, that it would have been a Jewish woman. 
so therefore, the Ramban is, has, has, has been Machadish, based on this question of Esther, a big Yisod in Kanoyim Pogenbo. It's not as radical as the Balamor, who says an Aishas Ish can actually live with a non-Jew, but a single Jewish girl can live with a non-Jew. It's not called Kanoyim Pogenbo. And that is uh, his... So he's, he's in the Balamor's League, but he doesn't go as far. But, but what he ends up explaining, based on the question of Esther, is the rationale behind Kanoyim Pogenbo, which we all know from Parshas Pinchas. That's the reason why God said kill. Because what's going on here is strengthening the Avodah Zorah world. It's not the audacity of the act. It's not the fact that it's... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.